Hello, Mitch, and welcome to this week's episode of Four Color Ultrasound. I'm your host, Dieter, and with me as always is... Mike. Mike. He's so sad that nobody <laughs> listens except Mike. Mitch uh, keeps re-listening. I was all excited with all the downloads. A literal handful of people. <laughs> <laughs> Yet, I, I'm only excited because this main t- retains the title of the internet's most exclusive podcast. I thought we were getting a little less exclusive, but I guess not. No, it's more exclusive. The fewer the people, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I thought it was getting less exclusive. Like, less oh, no. exclusive. It's like becoming like the Walmart of podcasts. Like just anybody can come in. No. Well, well <laughs> but I see more. Mitch suddenly stopped downloading since uh, since I uh, outed it. Valentine's and said, Day. Stop listening. I said stop listening to our podcast. <laughs> stop listening to our podcast. It's Valentine's Day. Go do something else. You're giving Mike hope. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? But uh, yeah. Anyway, we uh, yeah, should well, we, we be got, praising we... anybody who's listening? <laughs> not, not giving them shit. I don't know. Maybe I've that's never done a listens. podcast before. It's certainly not working. So I mean, we could try. But <laughs> uh, we are a podcast, have we established? But we are a comic podcast, I suppose. A comic book podcast. Reviews, uh, discussions, spoiling for sure. Spoiling books from. Do you even know? Sometimes we say the week. Sometimes we don't. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes I feel like saying the week. Sometimes, sometimes I don't. don't. It's from uh, February 12th, though, the books <clears throat> that we will be discussing tonight. So we don't re- usually talk about the books before we talk about the books, but two of these books that we're going to talk about, I don't know if there's a term for them in the industry, but I'm calling them reflective perspective books oh my god okay right think about it they're just books on like here's something that's already happened but it's like a viewpoint from another character that you didn't get to hear about it when it happened mm-hmm. right it's kind of weird there's two of those this week two different events weird. that took place there's the alfred pennyworth death which i'm not i don't know what to th- i'm still trying to figure out what they're doing i still say it's not real <laughs> <laughs> I maintain that. When it comes back, I'm going to say, I was right. This wasn't real. And then we got the Superman uh, revealing himself. (laughs) But not in like a dirty way. Just like he was like, hey, I'm Clark Kent. And then there's like a book about, yeah. So what do you, are these like just cash grabs? Or are they like, do you think they contribute anything to people that read? Like, do you think people want this kind of stuff? Yeah, I would think so. Like the whole point of it is, what? How does this affect everybody? Right, the fact that Clark is no longer going to have a secret identity, and it makes stories bigger, right? Because it's mm-hmm. like it isn't the like the story doesn't progress. It just kind of makes the like a certain idea bigger. So you get to instead of like thinking like, well, what would Batman think about this happening? Mm-hmm. Like they straight up show you, hey, here's what Batman <laughs> thinks about this happening. And it's all the character development. See, I mean, these are the things that I like about it, about the about these comics because. It's not just the punch, punch, punchy, punchy, smashy, smashy, right? 
when he get when he starts punching someone, you're like, ooh, I know how he feels about punching someone. You're right. Yeah. It's like the X Men playing baseball issue or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like you know Spider Man going on a date with Aunt May. <laughs> Wait, I don't what? know why I have to. Doesn't <laughs> that do happen? May? Well, not like a date. Like they wanted to like see each other. Like a Wait, huh? like a date. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. So I was like, I'm busy with college life or whatever the fuck he does in those stupid books. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, know. I know what you mean. It's all all the uh, the downtime issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But these aren't de- these ones aren't really downtime. They're like, hey, look, uh, Alfred's dead, so we got to talk about it. <laughs> and right off the bat, like it's just confusing as shit because it's not like it's t- well, let's say the writers on this one. That's the first problem because everything we're dealing with in this book was done by Tom King, right? And yet it's, who's right? Tinian and somebody else. Tinian and Tomasi are writing this one. So it's like King didn't even put in any, like, input on, like, hey, you know all these threads that I left dangling? Tie them <laughs> up like this, right? Well, it's because King <laughs> didn't really tell much of a story. No, but he did, like, erase, he tur- he got KGB to shoot mm-hmm. Nightwing in the head. He got, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know what, he didn't have anything to do with, uh, well, he got he murdered Alfred, but did he come up with that, or was that the story points that um, DC said you got to do? How would I know? I don't know. You're asking it. You're asking, like, it was you, in his story. It was in his story. You'd think <clears throat> he wouldn't like. I thought you you were the one saying that he was always like, "Oh, this is my story, and nobody yeah, can true. tell me what to say." But uh, it is kind of weird. Then, like you said, he's like, <laughs> "Is he doing it just to screw with everyone?" Then he's I'm like, gonna kill Alfred off. See what you guys do with it. I'm gonna shoot Dick in the head. See what you guys do with it. Yeah. But never, never. He never actually shows any sort of aftermath. No, I'm gonna kill Alfred. Huh. See, let's see if I can clean this one up. <laughs> but or like I don't know. Like maybe you, I, DC's hand is always pretty heavy in the deaths, right? Because mm-hmm. they always say like in the past where like who always wanted to kill? Uh, is it they always want to kill Grayson? But like it's like the Dio or something. His, like, wet dream is to have, like, Dick Grayson dead. So maybe he, like, because he's pretty high up there. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was the one that was like, yeah, shoot him in the head. <laughs> shoot him in the head. Do it. Is he, is he dead? <laughs> Damn it. You can't kill him. <clears throat> and then I could see them also being like, yeah, we need a new Alfred. We're going, like, yeah, aren't they going in a new direction with a new generation? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Alfred can't stick around for that. He's like, your grandpa's fucking. <laughs> he's too old. So maybe there, it's just a way to clean house before. The worst, the more inevitable changes come, right? Yep. Oh boy. Oh boy. You're that, or it's tell whatever story you want because we're gonna restart everything anyway. Yeah, you're gonna wake up and Alfred will be back next week anyway. Basically, we got a new Batman coming. I don't know, maybe, but like I said, kind of confusing because you got all these different stories going on. You got, like I said, Rick Grayson, where the editor's note for him. I think that's later on. Oh, no. Yeah. Does that make any sense to you whatsoever? It just takes place prior to the events of Nightwing Annual. Number two, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That issue came out in, like, October. Did it? And, like, yeah. And then, like, Alfred's in that issue. (laughs) And, like, it's, like, when he lost his memory. Because it was, like, right... That came out, like, right after I think he got shot. It didn't come out recently. Really? Did they screw that up? 
And so I was like, I don't understand. Like, I don't know. It was really confusing. I, I looked it up right away. I was like, oh, what? I don't remember reading no Nightwing Annual number two because we just read it. We tried to catch up on it. Remember? Yeah, <clears throat> I was. Just, I just assumed it was right after um, what's coming up because it looks like in Nightwing they're bringing his memory back. So I figured that was a spoiler saying that his memory's back. <clears throat> maybe so, but like, maybe it's been happening since October. His memory's been coming back. Yeah, but like you said, I'm looking that up right now. Yeah, this is right after he got shot. Yeah, and if you look in that issue, like Alfred's in the issue. Yeah. He comes to him in the hospital. That's got to be a screw-up. So how does it take place prior? They had a screw-up. I can't I can't think of anything else, right? Okay, so yeah, it's screwed up. That's so that's funny. weird. And then the whole thing with uh, Jason, because like, I don't know what's going on in his book. I know yeah. King didn't have anything to do with that. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Tomasi that last used Tim Drake, right, in Detective? No, Tim Drake is in um, Young Justice. I haven't Bendis. been reading that. It's now now he's just Drake. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> Motherfucker, I'm Drake. I'm Drake. Yep. All right. That's he's pretty a duck. Dumb. So anyway, the whole, I mean, to make a long story longer, we haven't even gotten past the first three pages. The whole gist of it is like in Alfred's will, he was like, all you family members got to get together and have a fun night out. And, like, you have to do... And it's like, whoever's narrating... Who is narrating, by the way? Have you been able to figure that out? No. Is it... Is it Bruce? No. No. I told you. Alfred's alive. Okay. <laughs> He's narrating. Well, anyway. <laughs> Maybe it's, uh... Who's yellow? No, no. That guy. The... In the picture, in the background with... It's, uh... Tell us his name. Lucius Fox's signal. kid. The signal, yeah. He's the signal. But, uh, yeah, so they have to get together for one night, and they they pick a sleazy bar, and not just any sleazy bar. Noonan's sleazy bar. I love that's how it's, it's named. So what do you think came first? They named it, New, opened a bar called Noonan's Sleazy Bar, and nobody came to it. That's why it's decrepit? Or did they change it after it became decrepit? It was like Noonan's Bar, and then, like, it just instead of re, instead of like somebody's like you really need to do a fixer upper around here they're like nah we'll just change the sign and then they changed the sleazy <laughs> when it became sleazy it fits now now it people fits. think so people think it'll be like uh, Disneyland where it's fake it's fake sleazy yeah <laughs> they come and meet it's, it's all like dive. it's all this prop. is a faux dive this is dive it's yeah it's not that rat's not real <laughs> but uh. So the family gets together, I guess, against their will is what they kind of just point out to begin with. And they kind of tie up the loose ends. Like, oh, don't worry, Catwoman and all the other non-essential Bat family members that didn't really care enough about Alfred to be here. Uh, they'll take care of the crime. And really it's just an excuse to get them together for each of the Bat, the immediate Bat family, I guess you'd call them, mm-hmm. to like bitch at each other and all tell their like best Alfred story. Or their favorite Alfred story, which all involves him like they're all basically like going behind Bruce's back to keep them out of trouble, <laughs> which is kind of weird if you think about it. <laughs> they're like all afraid of Bruce's like I- ruling with an iron fist, right? Yeah, basically that's what it all is. Yeah, and then everybody's like real emotional and real upset, but like Bruce is staying stoic and like not even offering up like much of a you know, reaction even from anybody, right? 
and mm-hmm. everybody and then Barbara like freaks out every time like I don't know what her deal is but like <laughs> she tries to like she really tries to get under his skin and uh doesn't work and then you got Rick Grayson's dumbass dude oh my god it kind of culminates with the Nightwing right it has it has to everybody leaves after their story too which is kind of strange <laughs> finish the story and just walk out like they're supposed yeah. to all hang out for the whole night so I guess like the first thing they, they toast to Alfred but then they like just give up on his dream and like leave because they're so enraged with uh, Bruce but Bruce has to tell the uh, Nightwing story and that gets him talking and stuff and then like Rick Dick whatever they're like you know I don't really get the ending I think it's just everybody leaving him. Everybody leaves him. Yeah, he's like, you know, you never gave your toast to Alfred, the one that comes from the heart, but I guess you'd need someone to listen to it, huh? And then is he taking this picture up? or Is he taking it down or putting it up? He's taking it down. It was on the wall Why is it there? Who put it there? Yeah, I don't know. Nothing makes any sense. There's no pinhole in it either on the next page. It was a magnet. No, it's clearly a pin. You see it in his hand. <laughs> I know. There's no pinhole. So I thought he was putting it up. No, because it's on the wall. You see it on the wall, previous panel. But it has a frame, it looks like. And then it just looks like a picture in his hand. Confused by everything in the ending of this. Well, no, because if you look at the picture in his hand, it's it's the paper frame. And so are they saying, like, his, on the paper. is it, like, his story? Is that, like, he's the... Because I guess the overarching theme is like Alfred's not there to keep them all together like even though this was his like last wish right Mm -hmm. his last will and testament is to like you know guys get together like that can't even happen and like in the picture it's like you know the only reason why they're all there together is because of Alfred right yeah that's basically what it is it's kind of of, because it's instead of Batman everybody it's usually everyone's standing around Batman in this photo everyone's standing around Alfred Alfred all right, he's the one that holds yeah. them all together. <clears throat> this is basically going back to Snyder's uh, story post um, uh, death, of, death of the Family, death where everybody left family. Batman. All right, that's what I mean. It seems to me that's what's happening that's here. That's what I was thinking. I was going to say, too, like everything. Like, they talk about the good. Like, can you remember when the Bat Family was actually happy together? Like, the was there a time? The very beginning of New 52, that was about it. Were they, though? Yeah, the very beginning. The very yeah, beginning, until the death of the family stuff happened. Okay, and that was real. That was like issue thirteen. That was like less <clears> than a year. Yeah, that was right early on. They haven't ever been since happy then, since. They, yeah, they've been like ex- like fractured ever since, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So you think they'll ever get back together? Be like happy again? Uh, at some point, I mean, it's, that's the cycle they seem to go through. Bruce is such a cock, though. Like, <laughs> uh huh. He's like nobody writes him like good any like as not well they write him well don't like yeah. not the writing isn't good it's like he's not good anymore like as like yeah like bruce is just always a jerk to everybody yeah he's always a jerk and like he said <clears throat> that's the whole point of the story is alfred's the one that kept him together and kept bruce grounded and so he doesn't doesn't turn into a complete asshole right he he always like skirts the line but now <laughs> that uh, alfred's dead bruce is not going to be um not going to be able to hold them all together. 
or himself either because like we were at <laughs> one story uh, was it justice league so <laughs> hallucinating and talking to him on that screen and shit so maybe uh, that's his whole point of the story nobody was actually in the room he was there by himself the whole time he was what he's sitting in the bar by himself the whole time right he's oh lost his mind God, holy shit that's why this story takes place before there Rick never was a bad family shot. Yeah, I don't know. It was kind of cool. Like you said, unfortunately, every story was the same with uh, Alfred being, you know, going behind Bruce's back to protect the to family. Bail out, yeah, to bail out the family member or whatever. So, <clears throat> but I've always liked this 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 Alfred where he does do that kind of thing. Like, he'll dress up like Batman and uh, scare everybody just to save Damien or... I guess it's one with um, Barbara, right? He was, he was taking her out to go mountain climbing. Yeah. Because it was her birthday or something. It was her birthday and she's all depressed. Where's her dad at? I don't know. Exactly. He doesn't know. She's just a girl, he thinks. She's just a she girl. She can't climb a mountain. Ew, and she looks hella young there. It's I like, know. It talks about her being after her spinal reconstruction thing. It's <laughs> uh-huh. like, you always go back to saying, like, oh, the Joker raped her during that. Like, they just keep making her younger in that story. <laughs> keep making her younger. Oh, uh, that's gross. <laughs> it's hella gross. Yeah. Speaking of gross. Superman Heroes, number one. I didn't really have a good segue that time. No, you didn't. Because gross is not the word I would use. No. What would you use? How would you like this one? This exists. uh, This, uh, what I call them? (laughs) The term you used, I can't repeat. I don't know. Reflective perspective (laughs) There you go. It's an industry term that I just made up. Well, how else would you call this kind of story? No, you're, you're exactly right. It's fucking weird, though. But here we go, Superman Heroes, Heroes, uh, Brian Michael Bendis, and this one's written by two people. Whoa. Oh my god. Three people. Oh, Matt Fraction up in there. So, Brian Michael Bendis, Matt Fraction, and Greg Rucka. And then you got Kevin McGuire, Mike Perkins, Steve Lieber, Mike Norton, and uh, Scott <laughs> <laughs> Norton, uh, Scott... Godolinski. Godlewski. Godlewski. Way over there. A lot of colorists, too. Jesus. When you say Paul that. Mounts. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe. What? Yeah. I don't know. Andy Troy. And Nathan Fair. Whatever. Fairbarn? Barn. Barn. There's a lot of letters in that name. Oh, well. Do you remember who wrote it? I don't. Just kidding. <laughs> Uh, so we start with a prologue which is like just great right that cat's hella hungry do you hear it it's hella upset I haven't fed it but now the cat's hungry the cat's losing his mind back there (laughs) I don't know what time is it no you gotta wait kitty but anyway uh, the prologue which is weird because like the next thing is like the day before is like what the day before the prologue Oh, can I say one thing before we get to this story? Yep, go for it. The little advert, the advertisement before where it says plunge. Uh huh. When I first saw it, I thought it said clunge. <laughs> okay. And it reminded me of that in betweeners episode where they're like, where they go to the bar <laughs> for the first time or whatever. He's like, what do we do? It's like, go inside, order a pint, wait for the clunge to form an orderly queue. <laughs> <laughs> that show is so awesome. Uh, and I was like, whoa. Shows, uh, I thought the comic was going to be about 
Poontang. <laughs> <laughs> how disappointed would you be? Yeah, I know. The plunge instead. I was like, damn it. Like, I bought it. all. Like, I still didn't read it correctly all the way up to me reading the book. <laughs> Where's the plunge? Where the hell's the... And then, like, when I finish, I'm like, where the hell's the plunge? And then I look at the cover, and I'm like, oh, plunge. <laughs> I get it. Makes so he much sense. He plunges the plunge. <laughs> uh, Maybe it still works. God, I'm retarded. <laughs> <laughs> Stare at myself in the mirror for like five hours. <laughs> You're an idiot. You're stupid. You're stupid. <laughs> Just yelling at myself. Just yelling for at hours. Oh, that'd be amazing. All right. So the prologue. I don't know. This kind of seems like straight out of that movie. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Whereas, like, something bad happened at school, and his dad's like, "Oh, just uh, keep it to yourself, Dick. <laughs> don't tell anybody." But you do get to guess the swear. Yeah, yeah. I was going to lose my balls on them. Well, I, was gonna say, I was going with, I was going to lose my pussy on them. <laughs> There's only like five or six words we can pick, which I think I know. I usually go for the number of letters that it is, though. I don't care. Oh, yeah, I'm, you did. Balls works. Oh, I want to do balls, and then like, uh, pa would be like a question mark, though. Like, instead of him going pa, like, because he swore he'd be like, <laughs> pa? <laughs> What's wrong with you? I'm going to lose his balls on him. Yeah, I, I don't see uh, Pa Kent cursing like that. No, especially not <laughs> saying I'm going to lose my pussy on him. And like Martha in the background, like she's obviously listening to everything, right? Yeah, <laughs> she's not like Pa. She's <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that Jonathan. I know she. I don't know. She's working on a Harley too. It's kind of weird. You notice that? Like he's just watching her work on the motorcycle, <laughs> and then Clark comes up. <laughs> she's she's he's drinking a beer while she's working on the bike. Yeah, like whose bike is that? Is it hers? It's got to be hers, right? Unless she's working on his bike. That's what I mean. Like he's like, yeah, work on that bike, woman. Feel <laughs> like the beer out, just watch, like watching my woman fix my bike. <laughs> it's such a weird scene. Uh, that, like, it is. To pick the, like, somebody scripted that. Like, so in this panel, we'll have, you know, Clark's going to, the next few panels, like, it's going to be Clark. He's coming from school. He's got a problem. And he's got to talk to his, well, we want him to talk to the dad, but we'll show both his parents showing up. Well, what, what should they be doing? And we'll be like, well, you know, his dad should probably be sitting there watch, <laughs> drinking a beer, watching his wife <laughs> work on his bike. <laughs> It's like, wow, that's so specific. I mean, if at least she had a beer next to her, right? Did she? <laughs> no, I said if she at least had a beer oh, next to her. Maybe she got up, right? Now he's taking a break, and they're working together, right? <clears throat> Both drinking a beer, working on it. But yeah, but she's this just, case, like, slaving away. She's, all, she's like, he's not even dressed for it. He's dressed for, like, hunting. She's yeah. dressed for actual mechanic work. He's like, oh, boy, that's hilarious. That's funny the way he's staring at her, too. <laughs> I know yeah, he's yeah bend over and work on that bike. Yeah, work on that bike. Yeah, twist that fucking throttle. <laughs> oh, yeah, I feel yeah. like he's about to throw the bottle at her. Oh, <laughs> fucking prime your brakes so hard. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's pretty, pretty weird. And then, like, she stops to listen. I'm surprised he's never like, Martha, did I say you could stop working on my bike? <laughs> Martha, get the fuck back in there. You know... Oh, Clark. <laughs> hey, Clark, how's it going? <laughs> now, that, uh, now that I've fixed your problem, I, I've noticed another problem, and that's well, your mother. Well, she hasn't been working on the bike since we started talking. i got to go well, wrap her upside the head with a torque wrench. Exactly. He says, I do remember feeling exactly how you feel right now. Exactly. Five minutes ago when I was screaming at your mother. Right. Yeah. 
and to that like getting away from like you know <laughs> this weirdness about that what you just brought up isn't that like isn't this the worst way to have a conversation with somebody they say like he's like clark's coming with a problem yeah. instead of listening he's like he's turning it to himself i oh I yeah <laughs> i know all about that i've done like you're not supposed to like relate it to yourself you're supposed to just listen and like yeah. you're never supposed to be like well let me tell not like some people i'd always like one up but you're never supposed to do that so like terrible parenting all the way around <laughs> but basically he's saying like look you learn from your mistakes it's like t- four pages for your dad <laughs> to tell you to <laughs> learn from your mistakes bud and if you if you just try to be good yeah the best thing will happen and then we get to uh the day before. <laughs> Piffed, come on. After after they hug it out and whatnot. She's like, my boys. He goes, here we go. My boys. Yeah, she, that's all she says. It's the only word she says is my boys. But he goes, here we go. Like, uh, here she comes. Right. What does she, she want? She doesn't even say my boys. She says, my boys. Jonathan's like, oh, great. Oh, shit. Here we go. Yeah, walked look. away from her for a reason. <laughs> I thought I left you working on the bike. Here we go. I gotta go yell at her again. Son of a bitch. I got bruises on the back of my hands. Oh my god. That's crazy. <laughs> Such a strange it's very sequence weird. of events. Uh, but anyway, I guess that's worth the, worth the price of admission alone. But we get more. We get the day before, and now he's with Lois. And I guess it's, they're talking about the day before he reveals himself, right? <laughs> yes, the day before. I was assuming the day before that, not the day before this. The day, as we the know, day. as we know, with uh, with uh, the editors know in the last book, <laughs> the editors don't really know their own timeline. And so this whole conversation is basically not only do they reintroduce that stupid box that we've been <laughs> so like bent out of shape about, yep. but it's basically like, oh, you know, nothing's going to rock their marriage, right? Yep. It's more like she's like, yeah, because now everybody knows I take that alien dick, right? Like yep. she doesn't care if it gets out. Like, yeah, well, she doesn't. In like the real world, if this was happening, you know how much like talk there would be about like her taking like an alien pounding and having like an alien baby and like, <laughs> uh huh. People would be super curious about Superman's dick. Dude. That's the only. That's the only thing to be asking about. Not not what happens at the end here. It'd be like, wait a minute. There'd be, like, sites, like, devoted to it. Like, websites. Well, there probably are already. Not in this world, though. There are no websites or internet or email, as we'll learn later. But anyway. (laughs) uh, They bring up the box. And then they never go... They never bring you to the present day. They never say, like, today or, like, after or anything. But you get this really weird... It's supposed to be an editorial, I guess. But if you read it, like, does he really write note to self in the editorial? <laughs> and then does he really go in the great hall of justice? But their affection for me is tisk aw. Like, is he writing that? <laughs> is this how he writes his actual articles and shit? I don't know. It's... Yeah. Well, and then it just trails article? off. Yeah. He's like, okay. But so it turns out he's like, Perry wanted me to tell you about why I did this, but I can't. And maybe I should have, I'll do it at another time. But all I can do right now is go talk to the Justice League. And then it trails off. <laughs> and then he's there talking to the, and I was like, that was the article? Because it never goes back. Yeah, it's just weird. 
So it is just a way to segue into like him going and getting like all the other heroes' perspective, right? Yeah, and then there's that comedy section of uh, all their faces and responses. Mr. Now, Terrific ju- kind of like jumping in front as though he's taking, you know, he's the uh, <clears throat> taking pictures and photobombing him. I think it's if you read each one of these though, as if like Clark came out as <laughs> <laughs> being like homosexual. <laughs> They're way more entertaining. <laughs> in the best of Swamp, they're just staring. That one, oh no, the best one's uh, the Dr. Fate. I need you to come see me privately <laughs> at, my, <laughs> at midnight, my tower. Uh, Regardless, like, even if it's not taken that way, like, what's the point of that? And it never comes up again. But even, no, you, you gotta take them all that way, because even Batman, where he's like, your parents' <laughs> farm is completely off the grid, all they have to do is not touch anything. It's like, how do I feel about what? <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, and then it's, uh, what, what about Hawkman? I relish your happiness. <laughs> Damien, good luck. I wish I could come out. I got this woman who I told I cannot uh, ever be with <laughs> for all eternity. Flash, I support you, yeah. but uh, I'm a little scared for you, too. I couldn't do it. Not now. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, Plastic Man making fun of his glasses. Right. Oh, yes, you and I were trapped in Apocalypse, and you, <laughs> and what did you do? Aquaman, I would have not, I would have told you not to. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. That's really... Oh, that's awesome. So, out of all those perspectives, all those reflective perspectives, none of them really, right? They didn't say anything except Wonder Woman, kind of, Wonder Woman is uh, questioning it. Damien's just a dick. And what is Batman saying about his parents' house? I have no clue. Your parents Just because so nobody will know where they are. Then I'll be able to find them. But they don't have to yeah. touch anything. I, I didn't get All it. All they have to do is not touch anything. Yeah, I yeah, don't get it. I don't it. know. I don't get it. And then you get a, bo- a booster gold viewpoint where he's like, I knew. And it was so hard not to tell anybody up to this point, which... I didn't live through this time, so it couldn't have been that hard. Like, I don't know. Well, no, it's because he knows from the... He's always known. The whole point is he's always known, but in the comics, he never told anybody, right? And so, when he comes back to present day, he said he's, he's always wanted to tell everyone, but he couldn't. But he knows the exact day when Clark came out. <laughs> and I guess because he's kind of known as a screw-up for him not to screw up yeah. is kind of a big uh-huh. deal, I guess. Okay. This is weird. This is an odd choice, where he's screaming Clark Kent, but the words trail off the edge of the page. Is that Clark supposed to make it seem like Kent. it's going on forever? I yeah, guess. like you don't even know how far it goes. Yeah, how far does that reach? You but don't know. This truly is Bendis trying to make Clark uh, revealing his identity be a huge deal and not be able to turn back. That's basically what this all is. All right, because right. he says no spoilers. But what comes next? No, that's not be true. Amazing. Because Zantana says, just so you know, I can spell this back if you change your mind tomorrow, which she is a joke on what she says. I can't spell this. Oh. Back. But you know, and I just took it as a riff on the uh, day after tomorrow or whatever that. Oh, the Spider-Man one. Uh huh. Yeah. Where the guy just made everybody forget. <laughs> <laughs> what a brand new day. Yeah, brand new day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which would be tomorrow, right? Yep. All right. It's got to be that. So then we get. What? what? So did it bother you how many times they talk about him speaking his truth? 
Yeah, tell it dumb. Because Bendis, I was listen, listening to a podcast probably from Bendis, right? And I enjoy listening to I enjoy listening to those guys because it um. Wait, Bendis really was on our podcast. What's up? Bendis was on our podcast. He was on our podcast. Yes. Yeah, because I was like, you only listen to like, there's no other. Podcast. There's no other podcast. <laughs> yeah. So it was a podcast. It was a radio show. Uh-huh. An internet radio show. An internet radio show. That I downloaded <laughs> and listened to at a convenient time. <laughs> the funny part is when I thought about this, I knew you were going to say that. And I was like, I got to say just an interview. I listened to an interview. <laughs> Not say the yeah. word podcast. It was on YouTube. Oh, it was okay. on YouTube. A completely different medium. But he, he keeps talking about the character's truth. And I figured it was just a writer's, you know, snobby way of talking. Or then I, you know, then I reconciled it with, hey, this is how, you know, when they build a character... He just talks about their truth and who the character is. Like Superman, you know, he's hot. His, his superpower is morality, and you know, he's only going to do certain things, right? This way, you don't violate a character who the character is. And, but within this story, they use that ter- everybody uses that term constantly, and to literally mean his truth, like his the truth, truth, the truth about him lying about being Clark Kent, and it, it's kind of getting frustrating because nobody talks like that. What's your his truth, truth. Dieter? Like, what's is it your truth? truth? That you, What's your truth? <laughs> What's your truth? Right? You can't is it handle true the truth. That you really like doing this podcast. Uh, What's your truth? I, I don't like know. Doing it just seems kind of weird. I don't know if I like posting it on the internet, though. It's more <laughs> of the conversation. <laughs> like, I don't see the point of posting it anymore. We should just <laughs> let's not post it yet. Pretend we're talking. So many people pretend we're recording about it. it. But anyway, but you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, literally means his truth. I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird. Yeah, it's getting a little. I don't know. It's I, I like, like the stories. I like the direction the stories are going in. I just the dialogue sometimes, and I think the way you said it was what you what you used to say it, it was is decompressed storytelling. Yeah, decompressed where it's like yeah. just instead of doing something in one issue, you do it in like seventeen issues. <laughs> uh huh. And everything is setting up the next. It's constantly setting up where there's hardly ever storytelling. But and then it's, again, it's, the story truly is just uh, you feel you feeling how seeing how everybody's reacting. So. Reflective perspective. Reflective, reflective perspective. Right. But anyway, we, we're not even halfway done with this. <laughs> I know, it's terrible. I kept trying to move on. You were like, no, no, no. no, let, no, me, no. let me tell you more about... So Bruce, now it's Bruce and Diana's turn to you know, get together and see what they think about it. And I think it's hilarious because like, Bruce is in regular street clothes, right? He's like brooding in front of his dead parents. And uh, Wonder Woman shows up to where like, you think she's in her secret identity as Diana. Yep. But, like, she's still wearing, like, red, white, and blue. And she's got, like, the white gauntlets on. Uh-huh. Instead of, like, the golden ones. And it's like, somebody, that's like, she's a really big Wonder Woman fan. <laughs> like, it's it's kind of weird. weird that she's wearing those. Yeah. It's like, oh, I may not have my gauntlets on, but I got these, like, socks on my arms. I don't know. Uh-huh. And then, like, she, I don't know. It's just strange. But anyway, they talk about whether it's a good idea or not. And Bruce is like... No, no, no. And I thought they were like setting out like, he, oh, here's the Civil War Captain America because he gives all his reasons, right? Yep. Like all of the shit we kind of went over. It was like, well, who's going to protect the ones he loves and stuff now? Mm-hmm. And uh, what's going to stop this from happening? But then like Diana flips it on him. And she's like, well, really, you're just a jealous baby, right? <laughs> like you wish you could be like not have nothing to worry about and be able to like expose yourself to kids i mean to everybody uh-huh. and he's like yeah you're right 
<laughs> What's, like so they it's weird because it started as like one thing and it ended as like something completely different well it just ended he's jealous right yeah but it's like at first you would think like he the reason why so he doesn't really think it's a bad idea he's just jealous yeah. mm-hmm. okay so, that's wow. what i mean yeah i noticed that too when i was reading it it's, it really did seem like it was gonna be like more they were than setting that. up conflict but there was no conflict it's just no. bruce is like a jealous baby <laughs> well, Bruce is a dick. <laughs> like, but I don't get why he's jealous that he revealed himself. I don't know. Exposed. Exposed himself? Revealed. Just whatever sounds dirtier. But then here, yeah. so back to the spoke his truth thing. I just realized, so, so Bruce goes, why? Because he, quote unquote, spoke his truth. And I was realizing as you were talking about this, Greg Rucker wrote this portion. So is that Greg Rucker making fun of Bendis just the way we did? Yeah, He's quote like, unquote. Oh, I have to say, spoke the truth, and then because even in the lower one, he says someone there speaking their truth, and it says it in quotes as well. <laughs> uh, I swear, uh, making fun of him. There's a lot of air quotes in this one. Yeah, Selfish and Superman, in the same sentence. It's the first time for everything, Diana. And then, uh, then we get this little story. But sorry, like so to get Clark, back there. There's Wait. always a first time, don't you see? Right, where Superman will be selfish. Yes, I think you do. He is gone and done the one thing you can never replicate. Everything else you can answer. Everything else you can meet and match. You mean he can't reveal himself? I don't understand. No, Bruce can't. That's the whole. That's why he's jealous. But because why can't he? Okay. Because he has no, he has everything to hide. He can't be Bruce. Bruce Wayne and Batman can't exist. Then everything falls apart, right? I guess because then he's because Bruce doesn't really exist; he's just Batman. And then it's so easy. And then it's like the city already hates Batman, right? So he can't have the city hate Batman and Bruce Wayne. Like nobody okay. likes Batman. That's the whole point, right? I'll go with that. That's a good point. And then nobody's gonna fear him either because they fear Batman. Like you're just billionaire, billionaire playboy loser. All right, I'll go with that. Yeah. I like that. See, there you go. This issue's already worth it. Ah, all right. Because this next little segment where he talks to his teachers. All it did was just like, oh yeah, by the way, don't forget, Superman's kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah, that part, I like the story, like the whole deal, just the idea of him going back and saying, hey, you, you influenced me, <clears throat> an old teacher, right? I like the influence part, but not the part where but, it's like, hey, but you gotta know, I earned that C-. minus. Hey. Stupid cat. All right, now, that was a little edit break there. So we were talking about. Yeah, he just shows up to tell the teacher, like, yeah, I earned my grades and all that. And if, like, you know, Clark was, like, a scholar student, it'd be worth something. But mm-hmm. it just reminds you, like, yeah, you were a C- student at best. And you still don't even know the answer to my question, which I don't know. Well, the whole yeah, the whole thing with this is what I like about it is it, this is very much Superman, right, coming back and a teacher that he, uh, as a kid, respected and whatnot that helped him out. He wants to make sure he knows. Like, he truly wants to make sure this guy knows, hey, I did not cheat. I did you know everything on my own, and <clears throat> you had a huge influence on me, right? And I'm basically apologizing for lying to him all those years, right? But then Bendis has to throw in a joke of Superman not being good as a job, not being good as a kid, or not being as good in school, and basically being dumb, like you said. And that part just bothers me. Like, why not make it a heartfelt scene? You know what I mean? Right. Instead of turn it into this dumb joke that makes no sense. And that's all I like said. Be Bendis. That's what I focused on too. And then he flies away. Now here's a so unsuperman like thing. He's talking to him and he just flies away and lets the, the teacher continue talking like a crazy old man. Like pulls a Batman, right? Yeah, he pulls a Batman. And I don't know. So it's this, and I remember, 
uh, people complaining about um, Bendis in for with Avengers and everything. And I didn't quite get it, and I think I get it now because I've said it before. It's it's all that's that's where it seems like where this humor from the the MCU movies come from. That it kind of bothers me a little bit. Everything is undercut with a joke. Right. Why can't it like just your, be a that is your scene? number one complaint? I think. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. All right. It's not that there's humor. It's that you can't. Ha- you don't have to have every single thing undercut. Yeah. Every mo- almost every moment's lost. To, yeah. And it's not even good humor. It's like shit humor. Exactly. Like, if, if that was Batman, right? That would be a perfect thing for Batman. Not it's Superman. funny because this next scene, the exact same, exact same thing happens. Yes. You get this thing where you get all these people. This was the part I was joking about. Like nobody uses email all of a sudden. (laughs) Everybody Uh has to send mail in. Like you get this entire warehouse. Like the gist of it is like, okay, so now that people know who you are, everybody's writing to you, and uh, we worked it out to where we can like I had to hire like a team of people, right, to sort Mm -hmm. through this shit. And it's like you see like these huge piles, and it's like, yeah, because if there's if there's this much like regular mail, imagine how many emails there are. There, ha- there has to be like, <laughs> servers have to be like melting down. Exactly. At this rate, so it's like I don't know. It's kind of ridiculous to think about. But uh, the other ridiculous thing is, so are they expecting this warehouse to fill up? Because that's a lot of mail. But think how massive this warehouse is and how much space there still is. And then that's the joke too, is because you think that's all for Superman, yeah. but that's just Lois's mail. <laughs> Yeah, yours and, is next door, Dick. And you know this is a a meta thing too, because then it started hearing complaints about when people found once people found out what he was gonna do, and you got the stupid idiots on Twitter bitching and moaning like you stole my life, you'll burn in hell, <laughs> you know all stuff like that. You know it's a meta joke too. There, it's weird people care that much about stuff. Yeah, but anyway, and then so that scene's over. That that ends with a joke. This one though, this has got to be Matt Fraction part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's a, the Jimmy, Jimmy Olsen confrontation, and uh, another part where Superman's a moron, apparently. Yeah, Superman's an idiot. And I like how smart, <laughs> but like I like the whole thing with like he's like, you know, I fooled everybody. How the hell do you know? He's like, I thought there was two people that called oh, me yeah. Jim, <laughs> and I realized there was just one. And I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I like it, but it, like when you think about it, it's like, hey, really? Is he gonna be that dumb? <laughs> but right. Yeah, so, and then it's like, I don't know, this part plays weird, because it does kind of seem like Jimmy's giving the cold shoulder to him, mm-hmm. but I guess he really just is working. Yeah, and then well, he yeah. wants to fly with him, but he flies with him all the time, so it, it it's almost as though, oh, now that I know that you're a Superman, can I fly with you? I think it's more of like, it looks like he's giving him the cold shoulder, so you think like things are going to, like, Jimmy feels like things are going to be different now, mm-hmm. but then maybe it is like it. Like, it ends with, like, no, things are still the same shit. Like, you can still fly around with me like an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, that makes sense. It was kind of nice. I liked it. But then we get the epilogue, which is, uh, we get to find out what's in the box. What's in the box? What's in the box? And basically, it's, who's sleeping on that table back there? Oh, is that Jimmy? I think that's Jimmy. So, the lift that he needed was... (laughs) To go to, to the Fortress of Solitude? Well, Superman didn't tell him he was going to take him home. <laughs> well, he says, can I catch a lift? Like, he asked, like, like Jimmy asked him the question, like, hey, can I catch a lift? He's like, yeah, sure. He's like, I'll take you over here now. And then <laughs> Jimmy's like, what the shit? Oh, God. Like, you gotta tell me I go home? He's like, well, I got some stuff to do. He's like, well, I guess I'll <laughs> sleep on this table. Yeah, I don't know. So weird. But I guess the what was in the box was proof that, uh, what's her, uh, Miss Leone... Marcel Leon, 
who bought the Daily Planet. She's the head of the Invisible Mafia. Dun, dun, dun. And Lex Luthor only did that so that the truth <laughs> is going to get out about Daily Planet and ruin their lives. Right, because now that tr- Superman has to speak the truth, his <laughs> truth, all truths. Like, <laughs> nothing can, like, he has to be good. Mm-hmm. Because she even says, like, this truth thing's going to kill us. <laughs> is that yeah. this one? Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. So then he's hella mad. He's like, Lex Luthor. But I don't get what the what he's pissed off about. Because if Superman he knew has that to she, was a, she was the head of Daily Planet, she'd let, he'd let everybody know. Right? So I don't understand what, what he's so pissed because off it's about. Because it's going to ruin the Daily Planet. Luthor gets rid of Leon who's like his competition on the underground. And then the Daily Planet goes away, which is also something Luthor always wanted. Which is fine, but but Superman even says here that he would that he has to tell the truth. So what is he... I, I, He's going to let everybody know, so that's Luthor wins. But why is he pissed at Luthor? Because she's a bad guy running the Daily Planet. Once, when, doesn't Superman want to know that? No, no, no. He's just pissed that Luther let him in on it. Like, he he could care less about that, who's <laughs> okay. the head of the Invisible Mafia, and that bad things are going down. He just pissed that Lex Luthor won? Yeah, and Lex okay. Luthor's, like, distributing information. Yeah, I don't know. Let's Which, continue uh, in Superman Villains. We have to find that out, and how to see how they, how they react. I don't think this story's going to continue in Superman Villains. I think this one's... Now, isn't it just going to be perspective from the villains? Yeah, it's going to be the exact same book, but the villain side. But uh, then the epilogue will be him talking to Lex, probably. Oh, just then meeting him. My, my guess is him him showing up, and probably maybe it's it's going to be Lex Luthor staring at the screen, saying Clark Kent. Oh well, maybe. Well, because they they can't continue the full story in these books, right? You got to wait till the, no. the Superman or uh, Action Comics. Well, speaking of Superman, there you go. Superman number twenty, written also by Brian Michael Bendis. We still have two books to go. This has been a long episode too. I know. I was going to say that, do you think the distributing of information is also then Lex from this book? Like, because this one kind of, I mean, before, just, I mean, spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> this one kind of ends with, like, a di- the crux of this one is also, like, some kind of information is distributed to, mm-hmm. like, make something not go well. So, but yeah, uh, Ivan Reyes and Joe Pardo and Eau Claire? Oh, Eau Claire Albert on mm-hmm. art. Alex Sinclair and uh, Jeremiah Skipper on colors. So, like I said, kind of that's the latter part of this issue. The beginning of it is your favorite, as you were talking, alluded to earlier. Your punchy, punchy, smashy, smashy. Uh-huh. <laughs> it can't all be punchies. <laughs> it can't all be punchy, punchy, smashy, smashy. You get some pretty good punchy punchies in this one. You it's get a great art in this. I like what's this Mongol versus like uh, basically the United Planets, right? Mm-hmm. Or the soon-to-be United Planets. And uh, he's kind of kicking Superman's ass, but he's not really unloading on Superman like he unloads on everybody yeah. else, if you notice, right? Mm-hmm. Unless Superman's like blocking that attack from that chest thing. But like you would think that'd be like the go to. Like the first thing he Mongol does to anybody else is blast him with that chest ray thing. Mm-hmm. But with Superman, he never busts it out. He's no. trying to like just hit him. Maybe it's the yellow rays of the sun and it'll power up Superman. That's what he's afraid of. Oh, is that what Mongol does? Sure, I don't oh. know. I'm just going by. It's it looks like that thing absorbs energy and then he like shoots it back. So, what does that thing even do on his chest? I don't know. 
Well, that's what you're just, you're supposed to know that stuff. Well, I, the biggest thing I remember from Mongol is the uh, for the man was everything. Is that what it was? I don't With know. The plant that uh, makes them see what they always wanted. You know, <clears throat> live the life they've always wanted. And he's got to mm-hmm. decide if he wants to go back to the real, real world. Okay. All right. So that didn't explain his chest thing. No. So, well, he's vaporizing fools with it in this one. <laughs> he is. <laughs> it's pretty dope. And then uh, it keeps cutting back and forth to now. This is the, it's not the Daily Planet. It's their rival newspaper. Yeah. What is it? The Daily Star. Daily Star. And uh, they're all saying like, oh, they're all heated because Superman's Clark Kent and the guy, the editor, I guess, is kind of taking the, well, he was messing stuff up as Superman so he could get the scoop as Clark Kent. That's what this one reporter thinks. Yeah, okay, it's not the editor, it's a reporter. I think that's the reporter he's talking to the editor. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, Which is kind of weird because that, that comment says Superman was cheating. Like, that seems like that should be the, the guy with the glasses talking. Right. But anyway, I thought that was kind of oh, okay. weird. Like, it, it took for, took forever for me to read that and think, why are they, did they screw that word bubble up? And then who is it? Is it Bethany Snow? Mm-hmm. Is she like a major character from before? Or is it... I don't remember her from before. Okay, well, she seems to be some hot shot. Mm-hmm. She's like the lowest lane of the Daily Star. She's pretty hot shit, it seems. And so do you know what the big deal with the Daily Star is? No. Well, that was the original newspaper that Clark and Lois worked for in like Action Comics number one. Oh, in this, his run? Yeah. No, the very original back in the 30s. Oh, okay. I thought you meant Bendis. No, I didn't and I know think that. it was the radio show that turned it into the Daily Planet. Okay. And then it, right, so it, so it just switched over. And then there was a period of time because back then, you know, nothing continued. But so I, I that reference is great, right? They, they use this as a Easter egg. But then in the middle of this, they mention, and they all used to work here. Why even bring that up? It makes no sense. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> hey guys, look, I know that Daily Star was the book they, was the uh, newspaper they used to work with. I just found that kind of weird. It took me out of it. Uh, totally lost you. What? <laughs> totally took, lost what, me. That one line. Took you out of it. Damn. <laughs> that's a shame. <laughs> but uh, Bethany Snow, she trying to, she turns the tides the other way, way where she's like, no. Superman did a bunch of stuff and mm-hmm. then never wrote anything about it, so I don't think he was cheating necessarily. <laughs> yep. But then it's weird because she's like, you're going to have to give me some pretty good evidence of him doing something pretty fucked up for me to turn on him. Uh-huh. And, and then, then somebody's on. like, oh, check, here's an email. It's like Alexa was listening. <laughs> Alexa, send me some dirt on Superman. <laughs> And then, like, <laughs> I wonder if they're going to explain who recorded this. That's what I was saying. I was. That's what I was saying. The information distribution is mm-hmm. just like just saying like this is Lex Luthor again, like giving them now like information on dirt on Superman. I ass- uh, like, yeah, I assume it was him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. It's from Unity Day, and it's that part where like Superman's like, "I'll speak for Earth in this matter." And uh, everybody's like, what? He thinks he's the boss of us now? <laughs> and uh, what's with the Lana Lang showing up? Like, this is this supposed to mean something to me? This is weird, because in here, yeah, she shows up. She's upset cause she, because she apparently did not know that Clark was Superman, which she has. Yeah, I thought so. And she I became Superwoman like... in this whole series, so I don't know. I'm confused. Yeah, I was like, I thought she knew 100% who he was. Yeah. Like, 
I don't know. You're right. So I was confused by it as well. Because I know over the years, like the story changes, and that's fine, right? But in this whole run, when he was, um, you know, before he became this Superman, he went back from the New Fifty Two Superman. She got his powers, mm-hmm. and I could have sworn in that she knew who he was. So yeah, I'm lost. Yeah, because she was. Yeah, because she. Yeah. To become the Superman he was in Rebirth, you're right. Exactly. And she was the... an engineer. She wasn't a reporter. Oh man, they fucked that. I'm so up confused. Time. Yeah. Uh, now that I was talking about being taken out of it. <laughs> Thank God we get more Mongol punching shit. <laughs> and then you punch them. <laughs> you punch each other. Yeah, and then they punch each other some more. And uh, that optic blast that it's a few pages after. It's like right after all those green things are coming after mm-hmm. him. But when that like optic blast is shooting out of his chest right there, like this entire spread, where it's like. The optic blast is coming out. And you see all those people getting vaporized, mm-hmm. and like Superman's down, and then you see like the close-up of Mongol's face, hell laughing. He's like shooting the blast, and like the way Superman, like that whole entire double page, the whole thing. I think it's super good. Super oh yeah, badass. Like the <clears throat> all, art, all in the this art book in this whole book is super so great. Ivan Reyes. Yeah, it's just uh, to the coloring and like I, I, like the technique for the coloring. I don't know how all this works. There's a lot of detail in here of all those dots everywhere. Like, do they draw every dot in, or is it computerized? Uh, like even the page, like you go back one page, and it's like that different, the contrast of the green to the mm-hmm. yellow in between the two pages. But in the, even in this page, that might be the other guy drawing this one. It doesn't seem as detailed. Like, is that two different artists, you think, on those two different pages? Was it two different artists? I don't remember. There's three different artists on this book, oh, okay. wasn't it? That, that looks like, uh, I, the, all the Mongol stuff to me looks like Ivan Reyes. Yeah, you got Ivan Reyes, Joe Pardo, Joe Pardo and yeah. Ocular Albert. Yeah, so I think it's the, all the Mongol scenes and the um, Daily Star scenes are different. Okay, but I really like that. The one where, it's the, like that, I like I said, know. on the left-hand side, he's shooting that blast. Oh, that's great. Oh, it's excellent, yeah. Yeah, and then it's like, so then the whole United Planets like have to team up on Mongol, which we don't don't even get to see the end of this fight. No, it's going to so continue. The, and I said decompressed comics, yep. right? Like It's like, goddamn... <laughs> But but again, if it, if 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 it's this team drawing this, I can watch read a few more issues of uh, this massive fight. Uh, yeah. That's so then cool. we cut back to Lois Lane. We get to guess the swear. Oh, I forgot that one. I don't think it's oh piss. It's dark. <laughs> <laughs> piss. It's dark. <laughs> what do you think? Uh. Oh. <laughs> Uh, man. Oh, man? <laughs> yeah, oh, man, it's oh. dark. And they cut it because she used it as a derogatory. It's like 2020. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with balls again. <laughs> oh, balls, <laughs> it's balls. dark. <laughs> I'm going to go for the balls this time. All right. But uh, it's a balls type of day. So anyway, she's putting on a wig to go outside because uh, why? I have no idea. Just, it, uh, does it? This book has stopped cooperating with my brain. My brain. She with says. my brain? <laughs> She's suddenly stupid. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't even know how to put her wig on. <laughs> right? She doesn't. She has like hella hair sticking out of it. Yeah, why is she putting a wig on? Is it because she's in Chicago she's and she doesn't want to be recognized her anymore? And she's in hiding, remember? But why? But she came she's out of been... hiding. She went back to... When she went back to uh, Metropolis. Oh, yeah, but she's still writing the book. And hiding know. in Chicago, even though she was kissing Superman out in the open. 
before everybody knew. Right. Well, then it doesn't matter because Bethany Snow busts all up in her shit. I thought they were a newspaper. So what are they? They're like TMZ. They're like the news. Probably. Okay. So they're like video or something because she shows up with a microphone and a camera. She's like, what's the deal with your husband being king of the earth? But why would the two have to do with each other? Why would him be deciding for human race, for all humans, that he doesn't want, you know, the other planets to blow him up? Why would that and him deciding to tell everybody that he's Clark Kent be related? Uh, I think this is one of the things to show, like, well, now that you don't have an identity, the people that you care about have to answer for your actions. Like, this is a consequence, right? Mm Mm-hmm. This is like kind of the first thing. Well, like, yeah. well, now, well, thanks a lot, Clark, or should I say, Superman? Like, you know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. know. It is kind of weird. I mean, I, I could see people reacting like this, especially if it's a TMZ type um, newspaper reacting to a video like that, right? Like a tablet, like sense. they're trying to get the scoop, the first scoop, get the scoop, and get you know, Fane being pissed off. About something like that, but I think it would be pretty easy to defend. Go, Superman, like, what do you want me to do? They're about to blow everybody up. Do you want me to come back and uh, argue with everyone before just tell them that, yes, we want everybody to work together? Like, that's all he said. Right. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. It's. But you can see people are reacting, like I said. Yeah. So, I don't know. Over. Yeah, that's about it. What, a, what else? Overreacting just like uh, Harley Quinn? Oh, yeah. Speaking of overreacting. There you go. Jeez. You. Give Harley Quinn a black label book and <laughs> she overreacts big time. I didn't know this was black label until like I started like not, I didn't have to guess the swears. <laughs> they were just so there. Like how long did it take? So it wasn't the first page <laughs> that showed you? No. Well, the tit and the ha- No. <laughs> yeah. They were all covered up. It wasn't like, I've seen that before in like comics. I don't know. Okay. I'm going to guess. It seemed a little, uh. A little blatant Ris- there, but... A little risque. A little risque. No, because even when Power Girl shows up, I mean, it's like, okay, just as much boob there as there... And it's like normal yeah, costuming. But that's Power Girl. Not, it not was like pasties, like, though. I literally think it was like with the... Like the first time they said fuck or something, mm-hmm. I think. Which was like quite a ways in. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> the uh, post-orgy scene didn't do it for you? No. Okay. Harley Quinn. That's Harley Quinn, that's true. <laughs> Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Uh, Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti, uh, writers. Amanda Connor on art, and uh, Paul Mounts. Mounts. Paul, he's gonna mount that art. So he's gonna mount it on the wall. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> It's like really? That's what you do with art? You mount it on a wall? Oh, all right. <laughs> That's all you <laughs> So <laughs> he's gonna mount it. So yeah, but. I was a huge fan of the Amanda Connor, mm-hmm. Jimmy Palmiotti, uh original run of Harley Quinn. So when I found out they were writing this one, I was really excited too. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, I didn't know it was Black Label. So once I found that out, I was like even more excited because uh-huh. I was like, wow, they're go- it's like letting them loose, like let- taking because they were already pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> With all the innuendos and everything else before. So, so did you read it from the uh, New 52 run or just the Rebirth run? Just from there, like what they did, like 50 runs or 50 issues? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how many. I know they started they started with the uh, in 2013 and then continued through Rebirth. 
But I read. I didn't start reading it all, but I did. When I did pick up on it, I yeah. remember going back and I did read everything they wrote. So I didn't read afterwards, though. So I wasn't sure if like this is this tying up loose ends from what was actually going on, like in her title from before they came back, or did they just make all this stuff up? They uh, supposedly this picks up right after, right from when they're in, they ended. I think it ignores everything after. Oh, okay, because that's what it kind of felt like yeah. the further it got, and I was like, it's kind of cool how they like, it's all, it's like her gang of Harleys mm-hmm. still, and it's like all her for the red tool and like Eggy and all that stuff. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. it kind of like it did feel like they were just picking up it, like like not where they left off, but just picking it up again, mm-hmm. and like their kind of storytelling and their brand of humor. But yeah, so basically, it's just, I mean, there wasn't. The dream part is pretty funny, I guess. <laughs> the dream like, part's hilarious. They kidnapped uh, Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, trying Superman. To <laughs> Superman to serve him messed up drinks. That, al- that also give them powers? <laughs> that give them powers? Yeah, because she says, like, one of the drinks uh, gives you his power to see through clothes, and I can see him check out my bloomers. And then is this the one where he says, like, oh, yeah, he says, I admit or as for the x-ray vision it is true i can see through clothing but i can also see through everything i admit it's quite uncomfortable and when i'm around the justice league and there was this one time when i fought doomsday he was at an uncomfortable angle and well definitely got the upper hand i just died (laughs) it's awesome oh he like saw doomsday's balls (laughs) that's why he died Um, the Harley's bored and so she tells him where Jimmy is he just runs through the water hold on Jimmy I'm coming here I come little buddy it's It's awesome post-it note (laughs) post-it note oh it's awesome it was great but yeah it was just a dream anyway it's not really happening yeah at first Uh, I was like what the hell is this this is weird I go oh okay this makes so much more sense so Harley wakes up uh, with her it's the entire group of Harleys with her and uh Luckily, Power Girl shows up, though, so she can tell us. <laughs> so there could be somebody to bounce this entire entire story off and <laughs> of catch us up. But I guess what has happened was uh, she went away with Ivy, and then Harley, like, lost their boat so they could be together forever, And but that pissed off Ivy. I wonder and why. so now they're not together again anymore. And while she was away, she forgot to pay the mortgage on the... The Dream and Seaman Hotel, <laughs> where everybody was staying at. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because the manager gets the shit beat out of him, but like right away I was like, well, isn't it the manager's job to pay the mortgage? Like they bring it up later, <laughs> He's but not it's managing like, much. <laughs> they totally just brush it under the rug. Yeah. But so he gets his ass kicked and they burn the hotel down. Uh, nobody gets hurt or whatever. But then Harley, now that's why everybody's living with Harley. Mm-hmm. But she gets an idea how to make everything all right from talking to power girl she's like yeah i got a way to make this all better so she goes first she goes and visits tony who the ma- was the manager that got his ass kicked visits him in the hospital with everybody and uh then she goes and gets oh this is i think where i kind of re- like yeah the whole revenge thing came yeah who the fuck did this <laughs> who the fuck that's what it was where is it where uh she's getting revenge on the the mortgage company uh-huh. That beat up her manager and like burned the place down. Oh, who the fuck did this? And the, yeah, the thing, the sign comes crashing and like decapitates <laughs> that one guy. And I, I, was, I love like, the violence Even that didn't too. phase me. I was like, well, that's comics. And then it go, she goes, how'd I do that? Lady's like, who? Who the fuck? <laughs> who the fuck did this? Like, 
I was like, what? And I flipped it all the way back. And I was like, oh, it's a black label. Sweet. So that you look like a bag of shit didn't do it for you? No, because I think I've seen... Sh- Where was that one at? Um, when she's when she's crying, seeing Tony. She's like, you look like a bag of shit. Oh, maybe it was that one. No, I don't even think it phased me. That I don't think it was enough to look back at the cover. Uh-huh. I think I've seen shit in a comic before. And this was Harley Quinn, so I was yeah. like, oh, they're letting her get away with a little bit more. Yeah, I get it. But yeah, the F-bombs were like completely unexpected. I was like, wow, that's not a DC comic at all. <laughs> the bloody head. <laughs> I guess all the uh, all the limbs they tear off usually. And then it gets like really bad after this. Like it just keeps getting more. I was like, if you didn't figure it out by the... Even if there wasn't any swears, like uh-huh. the jokes that come up later. This is kind of funny. My name is Harley F. Quinn. <laughs> the oh, F she never fuck. gets out. What? <laughs> yeah, but she never gets it out. Because <laughs> <No. laughs> it's not actually... She just keeps saying fuck instead. Yeah, and oh, she does say Francis is going to fully flog you face down to Friday, you flap John fuckwads. Yeah, because she ends awesome. up murdering a bunch of people. A bunch of crazy ways. And then, uh... So then... She's going to go after them, their head office, which is in Gotham. But she's not allowed to be in Gotham because the Joker has, like, a hit on her. And so... This is kind of where the birds of prey start coming in mm-hmm. to the scene, which I was like, how are they going to work in all these characters, right? Yeah. Like, I was at first, I was like, are they going to do the whole gang of Harleys plus the birds of prey? There's going to be like 20 people <laughs> every page, like hella dialogue. <laughs> but uh, it's like she separates. She's going back to Gotham on her own, supposedly. But they send two of them with her, but she ends up ditching them pretty quick. She keeps her stuffed beaver, though, right? Of course. Uh, I like when she's in the car and she's complaining to the beaver, like that other couple. Uh-huh. <laughs> like how shocked <laughs> they are. Yeah, yeah, they flip over. You see the couple sitting there just slowly get out. <laughs> get up and, like, escort themselves out of the car. <laughs> but then uh, I guess one of the train workers is like, is he calling it in to the Joker himself? That's what it looks like, yep. Or do you think he's calling it in... to like the GCPD and somebody from there is calling the Joker because he's asking the Joker to rip up his parking tickets like why so, does it says that was one of my lookouts it seems a certain someone they need to settle score with going back to town yeah but he says that's right Harley Quinn now can you rip up those parking tickets does he why think he's calling the, the cops and it went to the Joker instead I don't know I don't know. It's weird. Or does a cop just wear Joker makeup? (laughs) (laughs) It was Halloween. (laughs) He's dressed like a Joker. I don't know. It's a weird one. So anyway, are they? They're not in uh, Gotham yet. They stop in Tuckertown. Tuckertown. And is it? Are these the joker's people or are these the mortgage people that are coming after him these look like the mortgage people oh okay but she meets up with what's her name that's not that's uh well that's cassandra kane no it's not who is that there's the huntress and then cassandra kane shows up yeah but who's that oh that's oh yeah it is cassandra kane the whole time no it's not she hunt or cassandra kane's already there she's right there in the hood Mm mm-hmm 
So what are you talking okay. about? Yeah, but I was confused because that's right. That's hundreds that shows up below it in the next panel. I was like, I thought it was this, but I was like, they're wearing different shit. I was confused. So yeah, then Huntress shows up, mm-hmm. and I was like, people are after you. She say, all right. <laughs> she doesn't care. She doesn't give a shit. She's like just picking out a costume, and it's either between the movie, <laughs> <laughs> the Suicide Squad <laughs> movie outfit, or like a different one. I don't know. I think that's pretty dumb. The other and ones then, are, um, it's her, uh, what's it, the roller derby one, isn't it? Oh, okay. But then, and then the things, the, the totally penis-y looking things, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so every, like, now every time she uses these things, there's like another innuendo joke. <laughs> like an, on, or not an onomatopoeia, what is that when it's uh, alliteration? Yeah. To like calling these, cl- she has two clubs that look like dicks and she's like beating people with them. Look, say these things look totally penisy, huh? And they're actually called nipples. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yep. But uh, so they start. This is just another scene of like senseless acts of gratuitous violence, which is pretty dope. There's people like catching arrows through the brain, <laughs> and like losing teeth, mm-hmm. like getting shot, pulled through windows. Uh, a wiener whopping. That's what she says. <laughs> Just for that, you're getting a merciless wiener whopping. <laughs> and then Huntress is just murdering people left and right, too. It's pretty great. There's blood everywhere. And then Renee shows up. <laughs> Renee Montoya shows up for some reason. No, that's Cassandra Kane, isn't it? No, the last... I, mean, I don't know what page you're on. I'm st- they're still fighting people in the Yeah, it's Cassandra Kane fighting them. Yeah, she shows up. She was sitting there. And she starts kicking people's asses. The boner batons. That's another one. <laughs> but then, yeah, when they get off the train, Montoya's there. So is that? Is there only three in the Birds of Prey? Yeah. Well, this is the mo- the movie group. So yeah. Is this what the movie was like? <clears throat> um, I guess sort of, almost sort of. It had. I mean, this this wasn't the same story. But it was, it was them like super violent and stuff. It was like pretty that. violent, yeah. And them showing up, you know, them getting together haphazardly, getting the band back together, getting the band back together. Well, it's the first time they were together. So I'm not. Which was Renee Montoya in any of the Harley Quinn books? I want to say yes. Okay. But I don't remember. I just took it because she's from Gotham, and, right, and oh, so uh, she would know who she was. Black Canaries is the fourth. That's right, Black Canary, yep. Or what's her real name? Uh, Dinah Lance. Dinah Lance. Good job, Mike. See? There you go. Fuck, dude. We got it together on that last book. But I like this one. I'll read the next one. I know it... I thought it was... Well, I didn't know what to expect. And so it's kind of nice that they, like... She separated herself from the old story. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it took, like over half an issue to do that yeah instead of just kind of starting from like because i mean they were so so many times in their run where did they break the wall and they could have just been like you know this is this this is that what i don't know the the need to feel to explain themselves or unless it's just all fan service kind of seemed like you know just to like a nod back to the fans like hey we're back mm-hmm. but whatever the reason i don't know i don't think it was too bad i liked it actually quite a bit so oh, i'll probably keep reading is it a mini series? Yeah, yeah. All these black label ones are are short. 
And this is the only one that actually ties right into one of the any of the original stories. Oh, okay. For the most part. And so, uh, but like you said, it's basically an excuse to let Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti do whatever they wanted. I'll take it. Screw it. Yeah. I like it a lot. <laughs> oh, it's great. Especially since it was obviously done, they chose this group because of the movie. Yeah. And so I wonder if I hope if the Amanda and Jimmy said, you know what, hey, we'll do it if you let us just freaking curse as much as we want and have blood everywhere. As many, like, let our dick jokes get, yep. like, instead of just doing innuendo, let us actually do, like, real dick yep. jokes. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah. Well, speaking of Birds of Prey, the movie, you know, you got any more tidbits of shit like that so you can start the news segment? <gasps> So I, I got some news here for you. Yeah. So I think we I think we talked about this uh, before, but uh, did we did we mention that there's going to be a Batman themed restaurant? No. <laughs> no. I thought you were going to bring up the rash that I had <laughs> that <laughs> we were talking about before the show. The rash. <laughs> I thought you were going to sandbag me. No, no, I wasn't going to do that. Thank God. All right, don't tell nobody. <laughs> there was told a quote though. I'm gonna throw that in as a tag. I won't even cut it out of this because I know Mitch won't tell anybody either. So, <laughs> so nobody else is gonna know. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Safe. Uh, <laughs> all right. So anyway, there's gonna be a Batman themed restaurant. So the it's gonna be in London, unfortunately. So we're gonna have to fly out there. To go to is Sorrow. it gonna be exactly like that Tom King one? Like the only good Tom King thing that he did what? in all his books is when they went to that. Batman fast food and they got like the Jokerized fries and all that <laughs> <be shit>. awesome <laughs> oh, that's great that was like one of the few things I remember from his run that I actually like I enjoyed I was like oh that was pretty good <laughs> that's awesome but no it's actually going to be like a high an upscale restaurant of some sort the 18,000 square basement will comprise five restaurants and three bars with a total of 330 covers when opened later this year the immersive restaurant will feature design that will reference the various various elements of the Batman world with space including Pennyworths, I don't know what that means, named after Bruce Wayne's butler, Alfred, which will serve British sharing dishes, the Penguin's Iceberg Lounge that will offer an international food menu, and there's a Harley Quinn-inspired omakase restaurant, and a cocktail okay. bar like Old Gotham City, like as, which is described as a villainous speakeasy. And there was a picture of it where you got the big um, uh, penguin ice sculpture. Looking like yeah. uh, Penguin's um, Iceberg Lounge. That's pretty cool. It looks dope. Now, what part of Batman lore would you think this restaurant would be called? Uh, Crime Alley. <laughs> oh my god, really? Did you just yeah. say that? <laughs> it's called Park Row. <laughs> oh, so close. But I was like, <laughs> really? I guess, okay, I wasn't sure if you were going to get that. So like, really? That's you what you call it? <laughs> you said it was in a basement, so I was like... Oh, uh, okay. All right, I guess I can take that. But I would just like, oh. really, that's what you're going to call it? The place where his parents got murdered? Right. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. So, yeah, that's pretty dope. But, uh, it's, see, I don't know. Like, we, we've been to that scum and villainy mm -hmm. bar. I know this is, like, way on a different level than that. But I couldn't imagine, like, just getting there and just being like, oh, so this is it. <laughs> nice. We flew all the way from the U.S. for this. 
Yeah, I saw. It's like I could, I could just imagine it being on par with like that kind of feeling. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. It's kind of cool. Like if it was like in a, in you know L.A. or something, it'd be kind of cool. But if it was like somewhere where I didn't have to travel very exactly. far, <laughs> we could go in for five minutes. Go, hey, this was cool. But anyway, so the Batman's coming out. You know, Matt Reeves Batman, and they. I just sent you a link. There's a screen test for the new uh, Bat costume. Okay, so. I've seen. Oh, I didn't see a screen test. I saw a picture. Have you seen a picture of it? Yeah. Did you see the but, what people think is the uh, symbol on his chest? I actually uh, read some because there was a lot of this was big news. I couldn't get away from it, and I did see a headline that said it was uh, the symbols like made. It's like the Kevin Smith idea where he made it out of the gun. Mm-hmm. Is that true? It's what it, well, that's what it looks like. It's true that that's what, that's what people think it is. Oh, okay. So if you take the picture of it, I mean, it looks like a gun. Well, the thing was, though, in the Kevin Smith one, he melted... De- like, it didn't look like a gun yeah. or anything. He melted it down completely. Yeah, and turned it into a chest plate. Yeah. But in this, I mean, it's it's weird. I mean, it may not be what it is. It may just be some really stupid, funky design that costumes are. So, hey, this will look cool. And it's different than we've done before. But it almost does look like it could be a gun. And was it also... I don't... Was it also Smith that said that it's like there so like they don't shoot at his head that was well no you're talking about the yellow around the uh, yeah who did that i don't remember i think that was long before smith that was kind of a cool idea yeah. too where it's like oh yeah you have this big flashy yellow thing in the middle of the chest so it's like it's just instinctively people are going to aim for that like instead of aiming for your head i was like that's pretty dope <laughs> uh-huh that's kind that's of cool. to think about so it's, so, it's yeah. so far i mean you don't they don't really show much of course of the costume but it looks kind of cool i think Robert Pattinson's gonna look like a good batman the one that I saw where like it looks like it's made from the art it's based on like the Arkham video game. Yeah. And I was I'm not a big fan of that. It's too bulky and too uh robotic like. Yeah, I'm hoping it's not that it does look like armor and that kinda of bothered me. I wanted more fabric similar to uh Ben Affleck's, but without being as uh Dark Knight Returns ish. Right a thin yeah. guy with that costume. So we'll see how well it looks. But I think he's gonna be more skinny than that. Like kind of like how they got like Nolan had it in like the by the third movie mm-hmm. where he was able to move his like he wasn't yeah. so much armor. It was more of just like a suit. I think that was kind of dope. But. Yeah, I'm really hoping it's not ridiculous armor. The black and gray or the blue and gray would be great again, but I don't see that happening. To me, it's like you know people all freaked out about the Joker in the Suicide Squad, how he looked and everything. Mm-hmm. But like he kind of fit the theme of the movie. Yeah. So I'm sure like the outfit. Mm-hmm taken out of the context of the movie it may look a little strange but i'm sure like if it is like an art because it's supposed to be like an arkham storyline too right nobody it hasn't been admitted to yet but that's what it sounds like well even if, i think of it if, 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 if he's having to go through arkham he has to battle all these people he better mm-hmm. have some fucking super armor on, oh yes yeah. i, I mean <laughs> we, having a fabric suit makes no doesn't really make sense right he needs to have armor because he is just human so it so it, 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 that's why they always do that in the movies. Leads to more gadgets, more places to put gadgets, mm-hmm. stuff like that. More MacGuffins. MacGuffins for everybody. MacGuffins for everybody. You get a MacGuffin, and you get a MacGuffin. Anyway. So the next thing, I've ever talked about the whole generation thing. Right, generation one through five. Yeah, that's what you're telling me. This is the the new, uh, the new, new way to go. The new reboot, yeah. right? And starting with uh, Free Comic Book Day, you're going to start with Generation Zero. 
then every month after that, skipping August for some reason, there's going to be a, a one-shot. Uh, so there's six one-shots, Generation 1 through 5, starting with Generation 0, right? And you're saying and the then, current generation is Generation 4? Yes. So they're going to introduce Generation 5, and is that going to run concurrently, or are they switching to this Generation 5? Nobody knows, but it sounds like Generation 5 is going to be the future. Whatever they're changing is going to be that. So it'll be the new status quo? The new status quo, yeah. Until are it doesn't like, sell, and they go back. You think they're going overboard? Just a bit. But we'll uh. see. It's still quite a ways away. Because like Generation 1 starts in May, I think, or maybe June. Because Generation Zero is the free comic book day one that, that starts to hint at what's happening. But Generation One is, uh, let's see, the march toward DC's future begins here by an all-star team of writers and artists. Uh, says, in May, DC launches a series of special one-shots one shots that detail the history of the DC Universe, starting with the debut of Wonder Woman, DC's first superhero, and leading all the way to a bold new era, unlike anything you've seen before. If they, I'd be way more interested if they unleashed... The one shark, like you said. The one shark? <laughs> you said every one week shark, they're going to yeah. un- release a one shark. <laughs> but like, the first one is, uh, what is the previously undocumented Big Bang of the hero- Heroic Age? What was the real reason behind the Justice Society's retirement? Which hero of the Golden Age makes a shocking transformation into its greatest villain? And then dance- the answer set up the boldest DC storylines ever told. So... Like, the first one's really not going to do much, just do more with the Justice Society, and then each age up until you get to, what's it going to be, like, July? Uh, October, right? Is where the next one, next, uh, the end of it's going to happen. But, <clears throat> starting at the same time, there's going to be a Dark Knight's death metal, which is what Snyder revealed last week that everybody already knew about. You already talked about that, right? Well, that's yeah, but it was actually... Because that's why he said hashtag uh, worst, worst kept secret. Oh, yeah. That's Metal 2 or <laughs> whatever. the second Metal. This is, I've so been waiting gonna... to do this story since we finished Dark Knight's Metal. As much was, as it was a complete event, we left some threads hanging for sure. I'd hope that if people liked the first series enough, we'd have a chance to set up something bigger. And that's our plan for Death Metal. So you think it's <laughs> opening more doors than it's closing? Or do you think it's like truly like... Like maybe it'll put to best put to rest like the Joker who laughs or it's, the Batman who laughs it sounds like it's going to put all that to bed because the new series spins out of the events of Justice League or do you think like we get the Joker who broods <laughs> the Joker who broods and it's like <laughs> he doesn't laugh anymore <laughs> yeah and it's like he's like the most super serious like you know so it's still a bad guy it's like but you know how like regular Batman is like the stoic brooding badass right mm-hmm. so instead of like the insane batman that's kind of like the joker we get a like completely sane stoic brooding joker who's like <laughs> you know what i mean like his shit's just like he's not even crazy he's like super like planned out and everything and he's smarter than batman <laughs> or do you get like the joker who broods fights the batman who laughs for like the end all be all. That'd be kind of dope. That would be nice. None of that's going to happen, no. but <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be crazy. Patent pending on the Joker who broods, by the way. <laughs> patent pending. <laughs> the Joker who broods, that's awesome. So I'll anyway. patent on somebody else's character that I don't own <laughs> rights to. Even though patents, like this is, it's not a patent, it's got to be like a copyright, not a patent. Shh, shh, don't, don't tell him. 
Dan Didier doesn't going, know that. Don't put the loopholes out there where people just like instantly work around it, Mike. Make them figure it out. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got for the news there. Thank God. I mean, uh, that was wonderful. Yeah, sounds like it. Speaking of wonderful, I'm sure this just is never going to end, so you probably have a game with no name, right? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, but, thank God. I mean, but I, <laughs> that's a shame. We can stop <laughs> here if you want, or we can do a uh, list if you wanted to. Oh, you got a list? What kind of list? <laughs> <laughs> we could do one or the other. I got two of them here. Five great ideas Brian Michael Bendis has brought to DC, and five fans were divided on. <laughs> or, five, or five DC characters Skeletor could defeat, and five he would lose to. <laughs> uh, Skeletor? Like from He-Man? <laughs> yes. Let's go with that one, then. Let's go I'm with interested. Five Because they just announced, uh, is this Mark Hamill Skeletor, or is this like OG Skeletor? What? Uh, it looks like the OG Skeletor here. That's right, Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy. So Mark Hamill's doing Skeletor? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> That's what I heard. I read that, or I saw that article as well. Or was, no, I saw it on uh, Imager. Some, uh, they were losing their shit about it. Yeah, I did see this. I did see the article that both of them were going to be in it, but I didn't see who they were going to play. Oh, Kevin Conroy's in it? Yeah. Oh, that's, he's probably going to be He-Man then. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so just now it's like it's, it is just like the Batman animated series. That'd yes, awesome. <laughs> that'd be so great. All right, so all here right, we go. Of these, let's see who would he defeat and who would he lose to. Do so, I have to guess if he wins or loses? You want to guess if he wins or loses? Yeah, sure. All right, let's go with Starfire. Uh, like the chick from Teen Titans. Uh huh. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna lose. Oh, no, he's gonna defeat what? Starfire, of course. But she has hella power. Because the Princess of Tamaran, a perennial member of the Titans, has long been a force to be reckoned with in DC. Starfire has the powers of flight, strength, endurance, and energy manipulation. These abilities have allowed her to take on some of the toughest villains around. But against Skeletor, she would come up short. <laughs> Keeping in mind Whoa. his array of mystical abilities, his havoc staff can deliver powerful energy blasts capable of bringing Starfire down. She'd put up a good fight, but Skeletor is ultimately more powerful than she is. She'll end up working on his motorcycle <laughs> while he drinks a beer. But all right. All right, next one. All right, That's so uh, let's see. Martian Manhunter. All right, well, I mean, <laughs> there's no way he's going to beat Skeletor. So, I mean, the Skeletor's going to beat Martian Manhunter. <laughs> you are I wrong think again. He's going to lose. Martian Manhunter's going to lose the well, Skeletor? Well, of course. There's saying, five that's going to win? Because <laughs> saying that Martian Manhunter has an incredible array of powers is pulling him mildly. He has strength, speed, and, invul- and invulnerability are arguably on par-, par with Superman's. On top of that, he's a telepathic shapeshifter. Skeletor would probably try to recruit him before fighting him. But Martian Manhunter has a fairly innocuous vulnerability to go along with all that power. Fire. Oh, the fire, yeah. The Lord of Destruction is a master of finding an opponent's weaknesses and manipulating them to his advantage. He'd have no problem figuring out Manhunter's weakness. Duh. You know what? I forgot how shitty that weakness is. That it's almost as bad as <laughs> well, Green Lantern's yellow pl- weakness. Yeah. So we, I could defeat him with a lighter? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you can just light him on fire with a book of matches and you'll like, yeah. There you go. I, okay. But what about Wonder Woman? Nah, she's kicking the shit out of Skeletor. Oh, she is. Yeah, she's almost like Shira. She's like the Shira <laughs> equivalent, I guess, right? Yep. It says, uh, Skeletor definitely qualifies as an evil from beyond. He might be an incredibly powerful sorcerer, but Princess Diane is a demigoddess, and that trumps sorcerer any day. Oh, to paraphrase. Duh, yeah, of course. Well, duh. I mean, Merlin, then King Arthur, right? Oh, of course. Now, let's see. Mix- Mr. Mixius Pitalik. An imp from the fifth dimension versus Skeletor. Hmm. I'm going to say Mixaplix beats him. You are correct, sir. 
See, if I just guess beat on every one, I'm going to get you know, 50% of the time. <laughs> because the fifth dimensional imp, known as Mr. Mixer's Pitlick, has plagued Superman for years and is easily one of his most powerful foes. Whether his seemingly unlimited powers are mystical or other dimensional technology that appears mystical is unclear, but his power is real. <laughs> like, why even bring that up? The only reason Superman has been able to defeat him in the past is because the imp is more interested in practical jokes than actually winning. Skelter's evil ways would bring out a much more serious side of Mr. Mixer's Pitlick, of course, right? Making him more focused on defeating the sorcerer. And Skelter does not have the power to stop him. But, okay. The reason why he was going to beat Martian Manhunter was because he could find out their stupid weaknesses and <laughs> defeat them, right? <laughs> Mixoplex's weakness is he just got to have him say his name. Like, Skeletor couldn't trick him into doing that. All, as easy that. as he's going to burn Skeletor out. couldn't figure that out. Okay, well, I, you know, it's just, it seems like they gave one reason to one guy and then uh, another to another. And it's, that's I why I so. love these lists at comic book resources. Oh, jeez. All right. (laughs) Next one. What, the next one? All right, let's see. Dark Side. Oh, man. I'm not doing this just to get 50%, but Dark Side's going to beat the shit out of him. You are correct. Omega Beams. I know, Omega Beams, dude. Nobody can outrun those. Oh, no, he's not Batman. Yeah, it's basically the the Mega Beams. Just stick with that. That's all he's got. That's all he's got. Mega Beams. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let's see. Between uh, Aquaman and uh, Zatanna. Aquaman's going to lose for some reason, but Zatanna's going to win because she's got magic. She's a better sorcerer. He's going to defeat both of them. Come on. What the fuck? No way. No way. (laughs) Well, it's Aquaman. The King of Seven Seas has access to a vast underwater army as well as the support of all marine life. On top of that, Aquaman has powers and abilities that have made him a formidable opponent for his enemies, but it's important to keep in mind that Skeletor has the backing of Merman, the king of a race of undersea creatures like him and possibly the king of all undersea life on Eternia. One is the king of all undersea life, and Skeletor's might be the king of all undersea life. I don't, I don't buy For it. Skeletor, having Merman on his side negates any of Aquaman's undersea advantages. While Aquaman is a warrior with enhanced abilities, he can't take on someone like Skeletor on his own. That's like <laughs> saying, okay, so Skeletor's allowed to use help, but you can't be like, well, you know, Aquaman is in the Justice League. Yeah. You know, and he has that entire, like, the dis- entire DC army at his help you know i don't know that's, that's <laughs> I, don't, a, I don't know i don't know skeletor can dig into his bag of friends but aquaman's got to fight him alone uh-huh pretty much can't even use mira or orm or anybody okay and so zatanna and then why is antenna losing zatanna's losing because as one of the most powerful sources in the dc universe zatanna has taken on the greatest mystical threats her reality has to offer alongside her fellow magic users she's frequently triumphed over them Fighting mystical beings and creatures that are determined to either rule or destroy everything is a defi- definitively a team effort. Without her courts by her side, because she's not going to be able to have teammates, it's unlikely that she could defeat Skeletor. His skills but as a sorcerer Skelet- would overwhelm hers, oh. giving Skeletor the win. But if Satana combined her skills with John Constantine's, that fight would go a different way. <laughs> oh, give me a fucking break. She needs a man to come bail her out against Skeletor. <laughs> Bullshit, dude. Santana would... Oh, okay. I don't... She'd just say something backwards and he'd die. I don't know. Right, he'd be like, wait, are you talking back? And then be dead right away. He'd be so confused. <sighs> All right, <sighs> so the last two. So it's 50-50 here. You got one, you, there's, you go, one goes one way, one goes the other. Doomsday and Superman. Hey now, hey now. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> Doomsday He's and Superman. They go both ways. <laughs> <laughs> they go both ways. So who is it? Sorry, I didn't hear it. Doomsday and Superman. One wins and one loses? Correct. 
Okay. But the reasoning so is logically, awesome. because Doomsday has beaten Superman, but I'm going to have to say Doomsday wins and Superman loses. But Superman and Doomsday died at the same time, so they, but they both won. Oh. Right. He still beat Superman. Okay. And you are correct, sir. Okay. And Doomsday first like, arrived. If, on... if you go against that logic, it's just like, I, what's the point? But there is no logic to any of this. When Doomsday first arrived on Earth, he tore a path of destruction that laid waste to the Justice League and only ended when he killed Superman in the front steps of the Delhi planet. His heyday might be over, but that doesn't change the fact that he is one of the most one of the most devastating forces in DC. While Skelter knows a thing or two about monsters, it's unlikely that he has what it takes to bring Doomsday down. Superman had to sacrifice his own life to achieve this. It's highly unlikely that Skeletor is going to lay down his life to take out Doomsday. He would probably sacrifice all his minions first. <laughs> I like that. But once Skeletor ran out of them, he would just move to a different planet. Yeah, he's okay. Never mind. So, so he runs away. Uh, okay. So you said that's what you said. Doomsday wins. But yeah. again, Doomsday gave up his life. <laughs> so anyway. So Superman, when it comes to magic, the Man of Steel has a huge weak spot. Superman is vulnerable to magical atta- mystical attacks, which is pretty much all Skelter has in his repertoire. He is an extremely powerful dark sorcerer after all. Keeping in mind that He-Man's powers are also magic-based, he once fought Superman to a standstill. If Skelter brings the full force of his abilities against Superman, the last time Krypton would have a hard time winning the fight. But you can't forget that this is Superman. And when it comes to Kal-El, nothing is impossible. <laughs> so wait, hold on. <laughs> Except for beating Skeletor because you said he was going to lose. Yeah. Okay, that's so, dumb. You gotta give credit they, to... I, I honestly like, though, that they didn't, like, uh, just say, well, Skeletor could probably find some kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been better. But anyway, they so actually went the route where he's like Superman. Ian Goodwillie. What was that? You gotta give credit to Ian Goodwillie. You don't have to give that guy any credit. What are you talking I don't know. About? I just like the name Goodwillie. <laughs> Do you think Goodwillie. Really? Probably not. It's his writing. It's his pen name. <laughs> uh, if it is a pen name, could you come up with something better than that than Goodwillie? Wadsworth Longfellow. There you go. Go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Ian Goodwillie. Right. Oh, that's it? Oh, fuck that other list. Yeah, save that for another time. All right. I don't care about Bendis' ideas. It'll just enrage me further than that <laughs> it list will. did. It would. <laughs> None of those were good ideas I'll be yelling in 20 minutes from now. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's oh, awesome. Yes. Everything is awesome. Just like our podcast. That only a few yeah. people know about. Yes, know about it. Or, no, actually, I'd say uh, more people know about it than people that listen to it. Put it <laughs> yes, that is very true. <laughs> Since uh, but, somebody keeps uh, talking about the podcast on <laughs> Instagram. Right? Are you doing that? Are you oh, getting yeah. us out there? Oh, yeah. Think anybody new has suffered through an hour and 50 minutes wants to know where they could reach us at? Oh, or geez. is it just could fucking they? end it? What do you want to do? It doesn't even matter anymore. Okay, well, fucking, all right, well, since nothing matters, maybe we won't be here next week. We'll just <laughs> murder-suicide pact. Murder-suicide pact. But if you want to find out if we survive, <laughs> come on back, I suppose. Until then, uh, good night, Mike. Good night, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Boom 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 bo